The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Yeah, that was a famous ad from the uh, 2012 Six Nations and all those people were not listing off the team they wanted to win. Those were all fans of the other teams listing off the one team they all wanted to lose. Adrian Barry from Off The Ball is with me. Adrian, Irish Twitter predictably lit up uh, yesterday when the Lionesses lost the World Cup final uh, one goal to nil to the Spanish why do we hate them so much? Twitter as we know is a great barometer for public discourse Yeah, I think we can fall into a trap and on that platform particularly of sort of trying to paint everybody with one brush around this whole thing like I think that it can be a multifaceted response to it it can depend on what age you are in life it can depend on where in the country are you from I know, I'm talking to uh, friends from the border counties over the last couple of weeks and they would probably share a different, they would have a different view than I would around England's financial progress and your experiences as well, right? Like, I mean, I've, you know, I've spent a bit of time in England. What was your experience when you were there? I think there are just too many factors to uh, paint the nation with one brush. I fall down on the, I don't mind the winning it. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't mind them, regardless of the sport? Are there certain sports you don't mind them winning more than Challenge others? Challenge me now a little bit. Um, yeah, I would say that, to be honest, I would say the, the scales fell from my eyes around the 2018 World Cup where England progressed quite nicely through the tournament. They looked like they were on some sort of a mission to end up winning the thing, but they ended up falling up at the semi-final against Croatia when they were 1-0 up against Croatia. I was, my, I was teetering a little bit at that stage, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you see, this is on. it. You're the, the classic, <laughs> I don't mind them winning, and then uh, it's easy in abstract terms to say that. It then, does test then you. suddenly Gareth Southgate's team are, are one win away from a World well, Cup final and it's all very tangible. There's a bit of that. And you look, you look across the, the England team yesterday, right? You've the likes of uh, Daly, you've Kira Walsh, you've Kelly in there. We're looking at that going. I mean, there's a, a little bit of Irish across this team for sure. You look at the men's team, as we know, we've got you're actual going to be, Irish players you're going on to be the supporting men's team. the Irish guys in the men's team, <laughs> and it's more than just the obvious. There's Harry Maguire, there's Calvin Phillips, there's a few more in there as well, apart from the two lads. So, uh, but apart from that, no. The reason that I kind of, I think, backed the England team in 2018 that time was really in relation to a lot of the really good human beings that existed within that group, which you could never have really said about that English football team, particularly over the years. I was looking at Marcus Rashford going, this guy stands for everything that's right. I can get behind him. I was looking at Jordan Henderson at that time. Now, I've maybe slightly reviewed, revised my view on Jordan Henderson maybe over the last few weeks. Mm. Garrett Southgate seems like a very nice guy, like not the brash Sam Allardyce pint of wine type characters that we might have been used to before that. And I kind of thought I would be okay with them winning it. I think where the little bit of trepidation kicks in is around the coverage that we would. Oh, have to so yeah, afterwards. so it's our exposure to the English media. Is that yeah, it? I think that's probably what it boils down to. I'm sure, like yourself, and uh, and like many other people, I have 
relative, English relatives, a lot of my good friends. I was watching. Yeah, the, and you the, love them slightly less than your Irish relatives. <laughs> I was watching the Ireland England okay. game Saturday in in a pub in town, and there was I, a few English mates were there, and I was just chatting to them. Actually, funny enough, about their experience of being in Ireland at that time. Some of them chose to wear green for whatever reason. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, it might be that they're underplaying their own chances for Rugby World Cup. But mm. they did say that when they were here a few years ago, they felt a bit more of an edge about being English in Ireland. They felt now maybe things were a little bit more accepting. Right. I was up for the English rugby team in 2003. I was happy were to see them. Really? Yeah, uh, I was happy enough and, to see them win that World Cup. Was that, so some people jumped aboard that bandwagon because they thought if they would win it, then that would have a big positive knock-on to Northern Hemisphere rugby. No, not really. No, just no. let them go and win it. Johnny I mean, there's not, there's not that many rugby teams in the world, you know what I mean, for us to be talking about needing positive uh, impacts compared to one hemisphere. I, I there's only about, five, there, yeah. it's only about five teams anyway that play the sport. The likeable characters like Martin Johnson and Lawrence Delali on these guys. Yeah, exactly. Just I, I can, just gravitated I towards them. Yeah, They were just, I felt a, a degree of empathy with them. I don't know what it was about that team. Uh, maybe it was because I felt that we weren't quite so much the underdogs compared to England when it came to rugby mm. as opposed to football. Yeah. And maybe, do you know what, maybe it was the media thing as well. Yeah. I, it's it's less the kind of uh, the lad and ladette culture. You get a little bit of less of that or you, you certainly used to back then. Now, that's not to defend rugby culture. I mean, that puts that puts iron on my arse, Adrian. Hadn't the red carpet <laughs> incident happened Six no, I think that happened. To, no, I, th- I think that happened post World Cup, didn't I it? I think we ended up thumping England for a lot of years after the World Cup. We did. We certainly 2004 did. Was because in Twickenham. they got to the World Cup final then, obviously in 2007. Did they get to the next World Cup final and they lost that World Cup final to South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, they got there by surprise. Yeah, we yeah. beat them quite a few times. Yeah, uh, we, 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 were, we made a habit of thumping them after that World Cup. I mean, yeah. you know, obviously between World Cups were great. Uh, I like, I, I, so I can't really explain the rugby one to you because I mean, I would still prefer, I don't lose sleep over it, mm. but if you asked me who I wanted to win the Ashes next year, I'd pick Australia. I think it is, I think it is sport dependent as well. I yeah. Say, I definitely, I definitely ascribe, subscribe to that one. I think that, you know, and also I do think that, you know, because when you were looking at the World Cup, obviously over the last number of weeks, there was a not crazy uh, scenario as it turned out where if Ireland had got one better result, they edged through maybe against Australia or Canada, which wasn't ridiculous. In hindsight, we would have ended up playing England on the Monday, I think, in the last 16 where Nigeria ended up playing them instead. And I mean, you couldn't, I don't think you could say to any Irish person that there isn't an added frisson, an added edge to those games where it's Ireland v England. So um, it's, it's certainly not a black and white thing, but I was, I was watching the game uh, yesterday and I was there with my nine-year-old nephew and my six-year-old son and there was a debate going on about who would support who. Mm. And my nine-year-old nephew was very insistent that there's a long historic divide between Ireland and England and so anybody that would enter the room at any oh, point wow. they would be instructed that so his Spain, parents are Spain doing, was that's, that's great parenting going out of that house <laughs> well his mother's sit German down, and his dad down, is Irish sit so down and let uh, me explain to you the deep deep divisions <laughs> that exist between exactly, our two nations that's exactly what was going on <laughs> um, I wonder as well can we be guilty of overanalyzing it and we haven't mentioned post-colonialism but I'm, <laughs> I'd, I'd wager a lot of these conversations do mention that a bit of it is just proximity isn't it I think it is and like there is an undeniable history between the two nations yeah. and what I mentioned you know in terms of the categories that you might fall into if you had asked me this question 20 years ago we'd been having a very brief conversation about where my allegiances would have lay at that time and it would have been anybody but England but I think with the passage of time and the passage of stuff like the Good Friday Agreement and the understanding that like we don't actually all have to hate each other we could actually get along okay and then just you strip it back to the media thing Kieran, and then that's where I start to slip away as yeah. well but I have to say it's just that you know that... You know yourself. Look, if we win the Rugby World Cup this year, 
you know, will we react in a very mature sort of, you know, uh, medium uh, way? I doubt it. I think we'll probably lose the run of ourselves. So maybe let's not yeah, be too critical. Yeah, that's part and parcel. That's it why is. it's why we do it. It is. And also the reason, again, I think as well as overanalyzing this, we can be, people can be, we can be too self-critical. I mean, Part of the reason we love sport, not the only reason, but part of the reason is the rivalries. Like, you, you, you absolutely. absolutely need them. And it's an, it's an enjoyable, it's an enjoyable yes. rivalry. That, like, I enjoyed England uh, doing over England, Ireland doing over England at the weekend. You know, that's an enjoyable thing. If, if Ireland hadn't been playing England in the Women's World Cup, we'd have enjoyed that. Like, we don't definitely need to uh, sort of flagellate ourselves too much about this whole thing. You know, I think that you can be nuanced about it not lose the plot about it and also enjoy Ireland beating England. Yeah. And again, the, the proximity thing, I'm just conscious of, like, it's true of almost any sport, isn't it? Um, the Ashes is probably the obvious ex- mm. a, a, exception to it. But I guess there's a cultural proximity there uh, between oh, yeah. uh, a, England and Australia. I mean, it, right, Gaelic Games is the obvious example. The team you want to beat is the parish next door mm. or the county next door mm. more than anyone else. And even in professional football, which is a completely like fallen foul of uh, of kind of the mercenary uh, instinct within us. It's still the Tyneside Derby, the Merseyside Derby, oh, yeah. the North London the Derby. Next door. Yeah. But there's always that neighbour that cares a little bit more than the other one. Like England <laughs> don't really care about us. Uh, Australia that, don't really care about us, New that, Zealand. I think that adds to our it annoyance. Totally, Amer- it? America don't really care about Canada. That's the, you know, whereas you flip it the other way, it's like, you know, we've got to be, but like England have. It deflates your sense of, of uh, righteousness, doesn't it? Oh, uh, when yeah. you beat them and then and they say, like, oh, wait, 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 do you know what? We're actually kind of happy for you. I would have We're covered five or six winning them all the time. Different games. Uh, Six Nations matches at Twickenham where Ireland played England and they were to a person leaving the ground whenever and then we went through it was a golden era of beating England in London at that time and to a person walking out of Twickenham they'd have always been so magnanimous that was riling me up even more. There's, there's lots of text coming in. Uh, Kieran, I was glad to see Spain win. It was the best uh, kickback against player power in circumstances where 15 of the players that started a mutiny. Only three of them actually got back into the team. Players should never mm-hmm. decide. Uh, that's from Damien. Uh, Kevin says, it's not that we hate them so much, it's that they never stop blowing their own trumpets. Uh, they were talking about all they had to do was pick up the cup and it's coming home. Because everyone is sick of listening to what they did in 1966. Delighted for the Spanish. They play beautiful football. But this is my favourite text. Because in a way... On the face of it, you're kind of claiming that you're kind of you're above all that, mm. but really underneath it, you're as bitter as anyone. Kieran, I was really hoping the England women would win before the men win it again. <laughs> That's the ultimate <laughs> yeah, bitterness, yeah, isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. Isn't it? I mean, in terms of blowing your own trumpet, watch us now in a few months' time. I mean, I know there's a there's a long road to go, but if we get over the line in France, over the line, be nobody, if we get nobody. to a semi final, <laughs> we'll be blowing our. Trumpet. Oh, we will be. Oh eight seven fourteen hundred one oh six. Adrian Barry from Off the Ball. Adrian, thanks a million. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4 on News Talk.